the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Today we celebrate the failure of Crumbs as a publicly traded company. And who needs giant cupcakes when you could have flattened potatoes? Article in the USA Today about open face smashed potato, not bread. Rockstar restaurant concept. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, I, I bring this quick story up where people are going to buy a potato with meat on it for 10 bucks and cupcakes and crumbs shutting down after they're selling cupcakes for 5 to 10 bucks. Um, some companies shouldn't be publicly traded, is my thought. Is that your thought, or where are you at with the whole crumbs debate? Yeah, you know, I read that same story this morning, Rob, and, and it was my, my thought as well. as like, you know, it's a cupcake you know, company. <laughs> and um we all love cupcakes, but as you alluded to, you know, five to ten dollars for a cupcake is uh out of reach for a lot of people and I think that uh, that concept proved to be out of reach and hence it's, you know, forced into chapter seven and unfortunately going to lead to a lot of job losses as a result of it. But, you know, you also can juxtapose that uh uh story with the story out of, you know, Walmart today talking about how yeah, yeah, you're seeing a job recovery, but Walmart's U.S. operations aren't seeing any increased sales as a result of that job recovery because their core customer, the lower to middle in- income customer, continues to to struggle in this macroeconomic environment. And uh, obviously, they're not the ones buying five to ten dollar cupcakes, and it you know proved to just be a, a, a seemingly a, a fad, if you will. And unfortunately, it's uh, going to have a, a sad ending. With that said, um, Walmart is telling us that the economy is not rocking and rolling, even though the stock market just hit rock and roll levels recently of, quote-unquote, new highs. Um, what else do you take out of that Walmart story? Is it the Fed is you know, keeping spending aside as people keep hearing that things are tough out there and maybe the job growth has kind of been there, but they're still not opening their wallets? What are you reading into that Walmart tea leaves Sure. Well, I think it will provide some added fodder for everyone who's uh, obviously focused on this, uh, you know, the income inequality situation. Um, you know, you, it's undeniable that you are seeing continued uh, continued job growth, but probably what's proving, you know, problematic in that is that you're also seeing a lot of, uh, you know, part-time job, you know, increases and, and uh, you know, uh, People are are really still struggling, you know, with you know two percent hourly earning, average hourly earnings growth, which is basically flat after adjusted for inflation. There is no real earnings growth 
uh, and hence there is no real strong pickup in consumer spending to kind of help the economy, you know, uh, hit this, you know, point of so-called escape velocity. And so, you know, what I take out of the remark from Walmart really is that, uh, you know, that is the reality. I mean, that is the real world uh, that, you know, Walmart caters to a, a much larger base of consumers than the, than you know, than the 1% that, uh, you know, we hear so many wonderful stories about in terms of how they're spending and what they're spending on. And uh, uh, But the, the reality is, is that they're, you know, they're the exception, I think, to uh, what's affecting most uh, most consumers out there in the United States, and that's that there isn't any real earnings growth, and hence there isn't any real, I don't think, any real strong confidence in going out and um, and spending um, eagerly, if you will. And so a lot of people have been forced to spend out of their savings, uh, have been forced to spend on credit just to meet their, uh, you know, their daily needs, and that's, I think, one of the, uh, one of the headwinds here for the economy, why it just cannot get back to that potential growth rate of 3% uh, on a sustained basis that everyone seems to be, um, you know, uh, clamoring for and, and has called for for some time but still hasn't been achieved. With the employment numbers that came out last week, aren't we getting close to having enough people have jobs to get that 2 to 3% GDP growth? Should, well, it, should it start working now? You know, I, I would say no, only in the sense because you're not seeing any real pickup in, in you know, in, in earnings growth yet. Um, now that that would be the inflection point. Obviously, you continue to see job gains on the order of let's say 300,000. Uh, we're creeping closer to that number. Uh, that would be probably start to uh, work its way into a tighter labor market uh, that should, you know, theoretically lead to. Um, higher uh, wages for for workers um and and then that would help you know the economy uh probably pick up into that potential growth rate area but um it was still not you know really still not seeing that uh, companies are are uh, you know when you take a step back and you look at that so-called real unemployment rate the u6 unemployment rate at 12.1 percent which suggests roughly about one out of every seven eligible workers is is either unemployed or underemployed, and uh, and that's making it difficult for uh, you know uh, from from a consumer spending p- potential standpoint, um, you know, leaves a lot to be desired there when uh, the the earnings just aren't there to go out and spend. Elsewhere out there today, um, the JOLTS report, I'm reading this directly from your page one, briefing.com, opening remarks, I guess, for the market is the best way of saying that. Um, what is the JOLTS report, and why do you we care? <laughs> well, we, none of us cared until uh, Janet Yellen became chair of the Federal Reserve, and it became uh, known that she tends to watch it fairly closely amongst a number of available labor market indicators uh, you know, it's a report that uh, essentially provides an indication of the number of, you know, job openings that are that are out there, uh, along with the number of, you know, separations that might have occurred either from, you know, layoffs, uh, you know, even retirement or uh, people who just who quit their job, you know, uh, because they either are sick of it or because they feel confident that they can go out and find another job. And uh, and what was reported today is that the number of job openings, I guess, is its highest level on, on record. Um, okay, that's that's great. Obviously, there's a lot of available jobs there to be filled, but 
uh, could be watched too as a reflection of maybe some structural issues impacting the labor market that you know employers cannot find you know employees with the proper skill set to fill all those jobs but it shows really that there is uh, there is potential for some nice growth within the labor market if those skill sets can be found and matched, and that obviously would translate into uh, better economic growth as we discussed because uh, we should see you know labor market tightening up and higher wages coming out of that as a result. But uh, but it's only really a report that has come on to the radar of late because Fed Chair Yellen has indicated that she you know tends to watch it fairly closely. Other angles out there for you and I to talk about, it's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, great website, Briefing.com. Earnings season, we're looking, I think I saw yesterday, about 6% earnings growth this quarter, down from expectations of about 9% 90 days ago. Does that sound about right, and can that be a catalyst for bad, i.e. market sell-off, or could it be a catalyst for another leg higher? Right. Uh, well, the numbers I'm seeing out of S&P Capital IQ uh, pretty much fall into that ballpark, forecasting about 6.7% uh, EPS growth for the second quarter. Um, and the thing that has really caught my eye going into this earnings reporting period is that the, the market was essentially you know, trading at all-time highs uh, going into the reporting period. And oftentimes, you see the markets, you know, quote-unquote, cheapen up going into reporting season as those estimates come down and people start to worry that, you know, their EPS growth isn't going to live up to the expectations. And then lo and behold, you get the better than expected results and everyone's happy and the market rallies, right? So I think one of the challenges here for the market going into this reporting period perhaps is that you could see this, you know, uh, sell the news response because a lot of the good news has been priced in uh, to the market already as it relates to not only the second quarter earnings reporting period, but uh, what companies are likely to or what the market hopes these companies will say about the, you know, outlook in the second half of the year. And so um, we may be seeing some of that already, you know, creeping up here this week. We're starting to see, you know, a bit of some selling pressure here just before you get into the full swing of earnings reporting uh, next week. Uh, but, um, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong. I mean, it's, it's EPS growth, you know, 7% is good in and of itself. There's a tendency for analysts to underestimate those numbers going into the reporting period. So wouldn't be surprised if you see 9 to 10% by the time it's all said and done, which is obviously pretty solid and is going to be an important uh, element of support here in any pullbacks. So we think that will be uh, one of those factors that people eventually turn to and say, okay, we might have had a brief correction here, but we're still seeing some nice earnings growth, and therefore we can step in to buy these um, by these, you know, basically price corrective dips, you know, that are driven by really nothing more than, you know, stock prices being overextended on a short-term basis. Anything else that we need to be looking at or anything that you're looking at? We've got about a minute, minute and a half left. Sure. Well, I am watching uh, the market action itself. We've seen the Russell 2000 get off to a very uh, disappointing start this week, and you're seeing bonds also rally. You're seeing some of the cyclical sectors underperform in the early going here. Still too early to determine what all that means. Uh, It obviously is some profit-taking taking place, but to the extent that that, you know, broadens out and gets a little bit more extreme, there could be some concerns that we have hit the, the point where the market might run into a little bit deeper sell-off here. So I'm just kind of watching how things shape up here and how the market reacts to both good and bad news in the coming days. Thanks very much. Always a gentleman, always a scholar. Smart approach to money in the markets. Very calm head. 
very tactical. Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. They provide an analysis in live, real-time of the U.S. and international equity markets. They can be found online at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.